This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Oh, I thought I hit it, but I didn't. Oh, I did. <laughs> hey, y'all, it's Crystal. And it's Samantha. And this is Serial Holic Sisters. True crime shit. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, hey. <laughs> Feeling a little sing-songy this morning, are you? Well, I, I am with my awesome new murder cup. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She won't stop talking about her cup that she just got in the mail like 20 minutes ago. She's, I ordered it like over a month ago. She's spent the last 20 minutes talking about how wonderful it is. It is cute, though. <laughs> it is. It is. So awkward. Anywho. You are awkward. So, hey, so it's my before turn. Before we get into our... Our, I was going to say, before we get into our crazy um, stories that we typically start before our podcast, I do want to go ahead and give a shout out to yes, good job. our Patreon followers that have, that have, uh, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to delay it because I totally almost botched that last, <laughs> last week. So um, shout out to Elizabeth. Hey, 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 Thanks Elizabeth. For following. You're awesome. Oh, so for everybody that did tune in last week, um, a little update on Fred. <laughs> We've had questions about Fred. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> Fred, Fred is, is gone. gone. She finally said that he was boring and threw the aluminum ball. He was away. like, why am I carrying around literal garbage and like tossed it? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's funny too, because I didn't even know he was gone until, so she, she had one of these little squishy toys, you know, those new squishy toys that kids really yeah, like, they're not they're not new at all <laughs> they're not new well they're they're not new but I usually don't buy them or anything because we have pets that could tear them apart you know yeah well she has one and she had managed to take the head off of the body it like happens. literally ripped it off you know <laughs> um and it was like a perfect section though so I was like oh you've got a squishy head they have those, like they have just the squishy heads. So I was like, here, you can have the squishy head, but you need to go throw the body away. And she's like, no, that's stupid. It broke. I was like, but you would carry around a ball of aluminum foil and name it Fred, <laughs> but you, this is stupid. <laughs> and she's like, oh, he was boring. So I threw him away. She's like, I don't carry she's him like, around anymore. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so glad we had that conversation. <laughs> Why'd you name it though? <laughs> Didn't name that, but apparently a squishy head is stupid, but okay. <laughs> I love squishies. Anyway. They're so soothing. I have a voodoo yeah. doll. Oh, okay. <laughs> I do. I have a squishy voodoo doll. He's really, really cute. <laughs> but that's not how you sounded. You're like, oh, I have a voodoo doll. <laughs> it's a squishy voodoo doll. We were talking about squishies. I don't just like have... Voodoo dolls Should I be like concerned? <laughs> I mean, just not if you stay on my good side. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Anywho, it's your turn. <laughs> You're like noted. All right, all right. So it's my turn. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. We're gonna, 
we're just going to change that subject. We're gonna, right yeah, we're just going to move on over here to the murder talk. So this is a very seriously scary case. It's like super messed up. Um, scary for several reasons. You'll see what I'm talking about when I get into it. Um, I'm going to start by letting you know this case is super disturbing and give a trigger warning for sexual assault on young children. So that's going to happen in this. So everybody be aware. So this week I'm covering the most prolific serial killer from South America. So he's also known as the monster of the Andes. And we are talking about Pedro Lopez. I was going to say, I know this one. Yeah. So let's get into it. When you said South America, I was like, who are you talking about? (laughs) You're like, who that is? My face was like, I'm pondering. No, this is my pondering face. Okay. This so, is my pondering. <laughs> I am going to talk briefly about his childhood first. So okay. you're going to start feeling really bad for him. We always do. I know. It's always the crappy childhoods where you're just like, oh, that poor kid. And then you're like, but no, he's right. <laughs> right. Once I get into his adulthood, you're not going to feel bad for him anymore. Um, yeah. Yeah. We, we can feel bad for the kid, just not for the adult, because he's like a literal monster. But then you just don't want to feel bad for the kid. I know that sounds horrible, but you don't want to feel bad for the kid because then you feel like you're giving him remorse as an adult. So I'm it's not going to feel bad. I'm going to let you make me feel bad, but I'm not going to feel bad. <laughs> right. There's no excuses for any of the terrible things that these people have done. But like when you hear about their childhoods and you picture them like the small child going through these terrible things. I told, yeah. I feel bad, but then you got to think about what happens later. So well, what I'm saying see. is I'm going to force you to have an internal struggle with your feelings. So you're welcome. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so Pedro Alonso Lopez was born October 8th, 1949 in Tolima, Colombia. So this was a time when the country was in like political turmoil and like crime was everywhere. Um, he was the seventh of 13 children born to a sex worker named Benilda Lopez de Castaneda. His father, <laughs> wait, you know what that makes me think of? <laughs> Maria Sofia Consuelos Garcia Fernandez? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Nobody knows what that is. They're like, um, okay. Nobody knows what that is. Okay, growing up. <laughs> We're weird yeah, kids. You, you do have to tell them. You have to tell him. Like, I don't even remember. Story. Like, I don't even remember where it started. We just. It started with Michael. <laughs> it started with Michael. I remember that, but I don't, I don't yeah. remember why we had just somehow he, made this name so, up. Well, okay. So growing up, my older brother is, he's always been like a big theater. Major. Oh yeah. He was all into drama and stuff. Growing yeah. Up. He did drama. Um, he, I mean, he's a writer. He's, he's mm-hmm. written and published a book. He, I mean, it's his passion. So uh, growing up, he used to make like these. Um, he'd like make like, up characters. And, and he'd videotape. Like we did like, you remember the Snow oh my White God, and everything? Snow White. We did For, Snow White. It's freaking hysterical. I wish I could find that tape. I wish I could find it too. It was so funny. So like we dressed up as these characters and like he was the director and we'd 
have a script and everything. And it was, it was great. Like it was, it was a fun show. So was I was fun. dying at the dwarfs that he made y'all play because <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it was freaking hilarious. He had Sean on his knees. No, like I'm talking <laughs> about the names of the dwarfs. So I'm pretty sure Sean was like oh, lazy and you were, you were like something. bitchy or something like that. Yeah, it was something, it was something ridiculous. Um, but no, he, it was one of his characters. That's where he made up the name. Like he made up this really long name and and they would do it really fast you and michael would do it really fast and we, we could would. never get it right um we're, well we're anyways, like what's wrong with you it's just maria sofia fast, for- <laughs> fast forward to now where when my daughter got her first baby doll um when she's old <laughs> enough to actually want the baby doll yeah uh, she's like she was two at the time i think when she was like saying well dad like we grew up and and he knew about the the name and everything Mm -hmm. so um he helped her name her first baby doll and she still sleeps with it and it's named Consuela (laughs) it is it's it was really cute though because she couldn't say Consuela so baby doll's name is just Suela but yeah anyways Anyways, I know you guys don't care but it was just funny they don't they're like stop it (laughs) So like, shut up and get back to the story. So that was not Pedro's (laughs) mother's name. Her name was Benilda Lopez de Castaneda. (laughs) Um, It was. (laughs) And his father was Medardo Reyes. And he was a political figure who hired Benilda one night after having a fight with his wife. So that's cool. You know, really healthy way to work through your marital problems. Just hire a sex worker. Um, So six months before, it is what it is. is. Six months before Lopez was born, Reyes, his dad, was shot and killed when a rebellious mob attacked the grocery store that he was in. So there's like crime everywhere. Um, According to his mother, she was always loving and caring when he was growing up. But since she had to continue to work to feed all of those 13 children she had, she would regularly bring home clients and, um, I feel like oh. this would be super traumatizing for young children because several accounts say well, that yeah yeah several accounts say that Lopez and his siblings often witnessed her having sex with clients and um, she would sometimes let them beat her in front of the children so that's no good um <laughs> your face I always like look up from my notes just in time to see your face making like a ridiculous face <laughs> Um, um, well, it's gross, man. Come yeah, on. that is traumatizing. That yes. is traumatizing. So, when Lopez was eight years old, his mother caught him touching one of his younger sister's breasts, and probably because of what he witnessed. Well, he probably thought it was okay, right? Um, and she kicked him out of the house at eight. So, I, okay, <laughs> yeah, she was like, "Go live on the streets with all the crime." So she took him to the edge of town and left him there. But he like found his way back home. <laughs> He's like, right. jokes on you, mom. <laughs> He's like, I'm back. And she was like, no. So the next day she took him on a bus to Bogota, which is the capital of Colombia, more than 200 miles away from their home and left him there. Oh my God. Right. Okay. I still don't feel bad for him, but oh my God. We're, we're getting there. So now he's eight. He's living on the streets of Colombia where all the crime's happening. He was soon approached by a man who offered him food and a place to stay. So he was like, yes, please. That's awesome. He went with the man, but instead of taking him to like a warm house with food, he led Pedro to an abandoned building where he repeatedly raped him and then left him. Yes. So after, now you're feeling bad. 
after this event I'm trying not to but yes <laughs> yeah that's terrible that's so terrible an eight-year-old that is awful so after this event Lopez joined a gang of orphan street children in hopes of like having some form of protection so his gang would often fight with other gangs of children with like belts and knives for sleeping territory and oh, food so there's a bunch of Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yes, like gangs of orphan children gangs like, fighting children each other. Just yes, fighting, fighting each, each other, other for a place to sleep in the alley. Like, or like garbage to eat. Like, it's real sad. When he was 10, he was approached by an elderly American couple. And they was like, they were like the side of him begging on the streets. It was like breaking our hearts. They wanted to take care of him. So they asked him to come home with them. And he did. And so he went with them, they enrolled him in school, and for a few years, he lived a normal, stable life. Unfortunately, that didn't last very long. Um, when he was 12, a teacher at his school molested him. And so he- Oh my God. Yeah. So he ran away from the new home with, these, with this couple and went back to the streets where he joined his gang again and just stayed on the streets. So he spent the next eight years living on the streets- and when he was 18, he was arrested for stealing a car. Come to find out, he'd been stealing cars and selling them at local chop shops to make money. So they're like, okay, you've stolen like a ton of cars. So he ended up getting sentenced to seven years for the auto thefts and like sent to prison. Now, on the second day that he was in prison, Lopez was brutally gang raped by three inmates. So um, after that, he plotted his revenge fashioned a shank and proceeded to stab and kill all three of those inmates over the next few weeks there were a few accounts that said that there were four inmates and one of them got away i'm not sure which it really was but he definitely shanked and killed like three inmates that raped him so the courts determined that those murders were done in self-defense and they only tacked on two years to his seven-year sentence hmm. so all of this terrible stuff has happened and he's just now like 18 so he stays in prison like nine years. When he's released, he moves to Peru and he lived as a drifter and quickly became the terrible monster that he is known as today. So we're not going to feel bad for him anymore. No more feeling bad. So no, he, he's in a piece of, of killing now. Uh, so he claimed, he's claimed that after he was raped on the streets by the man when he was eight, that he knew then that he would become a murderer. He was like at eight years old. I knew. He said that he knew that a time would come for him to take out his revenge for what happened to him. And he was going to do that on young girls by doing the same thing that happened to him. Because that makes sense, you know. That's awful. So terrible. So Lopez that is awful. Mm -hmm. He began abducting and raping and murdering young indigenous girls ranging between the ages of eight and 12 years old. So he has, when it happened to him, mm -hmm. he has claimed that he felt like he was saving these young girls from a lifetime of poverty and hardships and like all this hard stuff that's going to happen to them. Tell me how the fuck he got that. Exactly. <laughs> like that makes I'm no sense. Saving you by raping you. Right. I, so I'll never understand how, how these like killers go through like, when they get caught, they, they always try to be like, oh, well, I was saving them from this or, right. or I was doing this to better their lives. I'm like, the fuck you were. <laughs> <laughs> so he would say that, but then there were other times where he would 
say, oh, I focused on these young indigenous girls because they were quote, easy game. So that's not like you're trying to save somebody. That's like you're trying to not get caught. So he would later scope out the village markets for young girls that he liked. And he would describe his victims that he chose as young girls with a look of innocence and beauty, which is fucking creepy as shit. Um, Usually he would choose girls that were working with their mothers, like in the markets. And he would watch these girls sometimes for several days, waiting for a moment that they were alone. Then he would lure, uh, yeah. Then he would lure the girls away with like the promises of like small gifts, like a little hand mirror or like some kind of little trinket like that. And that way he didn't draw attention to himself because they would like walk away willingly with him. So people weren't like, oh no, this guy's like taking this girl, which is fucking terrifying. Like kids don't talk to strangers. Everyone is a stranger. Don't talk to anyone. Also stop listening to this kids. We've already talked about that. (laughs) Come on kids, you're not supposed to be listening. (laughs) This is not for your ear holes. Um, (laughs) Lopez would then take these little girls to his hideaway this is terrible. So he'd take them to this hideaway where he would cuddle with them that night and then, and like wait for the morning. So he said that he never liked to kill at night. He liked to wait until it was daylight so that he could see his victims' faces as they died. Oh my God. Yes. So he would like take them to this hideout, cuddle with them all night, which is fucking super creepy as shit. And then at sunrise, he would rape them and strangle them to death. And he said he enjoyed looking into their eyes as he killed them so that he could observe their agony and watch the light go out of their eyes as he applied pressure. So after they were dead, he would put them into shallow graves that he had pre-dug before abducting them. And shit's about to get even worse. So he would put these girls' bodies into these graves, sometimes like three or four bodies in one grave. He would sit them up and have tea parties and talk with them. Like, with these little girls' bodies that he just brutalized and murdered, he would sit there and have a little fucking party with them. Um, He said that once he got bored with them or their bodies had become too decomposed and, like, stiff to move around, then he would go out and hunt for more girls. So, during his time in Peru, Lopez abducted and murdered his first 100 young victims. That's so nuts. 100 yeah his first 100 well i know you said first but 100 (laughs) yes after a while of doing this he became less careful because like he'd been like he'd killed it for so long and didn't care he figured he'd never get caught yeah at this point either honestly when i when people say that they they didn't think that they get caught at this point i feel like they're like waiting to be caught they just want to be caught Right. It's not that they, they don't think they will. It's that they're like, well, I've already killed this many. So they might as well, if they're going to catch me, they're going to catch me. I don't right. care anymore. So he started getting sloppy. And one day he made a mistake that almost cost him his life. Almost, but not quite. Should have. Right. <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> Said that. <laughs> what? <laughs> so one day in Northern Peru, Lopez was in the process of leading a nine-year-old Indian girl from her village and some of the villages like spotted him and they're like oh hell no like we don't know you what the fuck is you doing uh, who are you <laughs> who is you so they <laughs> ran him down <laughs> they ran him down they rescued the little girl then they stripped him down and tortured him for hours so 
they had just but decided they him. well yes they were going to they had just decided they were going to bury him up to his neck and then pour syrup on his head so that the ants could eat him alive oh god yeah like <laughs> so they were <laughs> like they were serious about it <laughs> they were like don't mess with our girls um but just when they had decided to do that an american missionary came up and begged them to spare his life no. so what's wrong with you well she convinced the tribe that murdering him would be ungodly and that they should turn him over to the proper authorities to be punished okay well i get it but no right <laughs> i get it but i don't like fucking kill him um the villagers <laughs> reluctantly agreed they're like fine whatever so they handed him over to the peruvian authorities and the peruvian authorities didn't feel like investigating what they called petty indian complaints oh yeah excuse me right <laughs> so instead they just deported him um back to ecuador and so they wouldn't have to deal with it basically just releasing a homicidal pedophile just to a new place right congratulations cool, cool, cool. guys good job <laughs> cool so, cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so after being released lopez spent the next several years traveling through ecuador and colombia a ducky a boo a ducky a ducky a ducky he was okay a, at least it's at least it's not hennius hennius he was a ducky hennius okay so he was abducting <laughs> raping and killing over 240 girls um killing an average of three girls a week so when choosing his victims he would look for girls that he thought would be trusting and the least resistant now during all this time authorities in peru ecuador and colombia were all well aware that there were a lot of young girls that were going missing but they hadn't put it together that like it was the same guy abducting all these girls i don't understand that but okay well i mean well, i mean it's three do. different countries um, i guess i do so they had no leads whatsoever and they just assumed that it was like sex slave traders kidnapping these girls well, or and, the girls and were and runaways honestly, yeah if i was investigating this back then i would have honestly just thought it was sex trafficking like and we needed to figure mm -hmm. out like we need to stop it but that's what i would think it was because why would yeah, i think it's this all, one it's, guy it's, it's yeah. so awful so in april of 1980 there was a flash flood near the town of ambato ecuador this flood caused the remains of four young girls to wash up and everyone was oh. like oh shit like we have a serial killer like oh they're not just getting right you know, sold or right or kept as slaves or anything they're literally being murdered yep so they're like we have a killer but we have no leads um luckily they didn't have to wait too long for their lead because lopez messed up again so just days after the flash flood a woman named Car carvina poveda was out shopping with her 12 year old daughter marie so carvina looked away for just a few seconds and when she turned back towards marie she was horrified to see a man was like leading her daughter away. She ran after them, screaming at the top of her lungs for help. People around quickly came to her aid and like started chasing Lopez down. Um, they grabbed him, freed Marie and held him down until authorities arrived on the scene. So when officers arrived, Lopez was like rambling and inco incoherently claiming that he was quote, a good man and wasn't trying to hurt her. Sure, sure, sure. So. Liar. <laughs> web of lies. a liar <laughs> so after <laughs> why do you love lying so after this capture lopez became like mute 
he like wouldn't say anything to police they're like okay we know there's this killer out there abducting young girls murdering them now we have this man that was literally just trying to abduct this young girl like it's got to be our guy like are you the are you the killer (laughs) right he's got to be our guy but he's not talking (laughs) so how do we get him to talk okay so they came up with this plan they got the help of a local priest and the priest dressed up as a prisoner and was put into Lopez's cell, like posing as as his new inmate, like his new cellmate. Oh, interesting. Interesting. So this priest has like all these years of experience, like getting people to talk in confessionals and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. So that's actually really good thinking. Right. So he started talking to Lopez and slowly gained his trust by telling him like made up stories about his own crimes. Like he told him that he'd been arrested for raping a woman and was like mm-hmm. just making up crimes, telling about it. And then eventually Lopez started to open up a little bit about his crimes. After a while, the two began swapping stories. Lopez has no idea that he's like confessing his crimes at length to this priest. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually the priest could not bear to listen to any more of these terrible crimes and was like hey that is that enough can i leave so they're like yes get out of there like sorry about that that guy's terrible so police are like the jig is up we know that you confessed all these terrible things and lopez was like okay you got me so he gave a full (laughs) confession right (laughs) okay you're right (laughs) you're right So he gave a full confession, admitting to killing over 300 young girls, including at least 100 girls in Peru and Colombia each, and at least 110 in Ecuador. So he said that he killed more in Ecuador because he liked the girls the most because they were more trusting and innocent. And he said that they weren't as suspicious of strangers as the Colombian girls were. Right, vomitous. So... Police were initially skeptical of his claims because that's like an insane number of murders. Like, that's crazy. They were like, we're going to need some kind of proof. So Lopez gave them a guided tour of an area around Ambato, Ecuador. And over time, police unearthed the remains of 53 young girls that he had buried there. So after that, they were like, okay, if someone confesses to killing hundreds of people and then like leads us to 53 bodies, they're probably not lying. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So Major Victor Lascano of the Mbato prison told reporters that he believes Lopez's estimate of 300 victims is low because he thinks there's more. He thinks there's more. Well, he says he thinks it's low because in the beginning, he said in the beginning, he cooperated with us and took us each day to three or four hidden corpses. But then he, he tired, he changed his mind and he just stopped helping. So he thinks 300 is a low number, which is fucking awful. Yes. So his change of heart happened too late. He had already confessed in great detail and like led them to enough remains to get him convicted of 110 murders in Ecuador. So he was sentenced to the maximum penalty for murder in Ecuador. Do you want to guess what that was? A death penalty? (laughs) Um, 16 years. (laughs) Wait, what? Yeah, 16 years. That was that's that's it. Yeah, so that was the maximum penalty for murder in Ecuador at the time. They were like, well, he can, he's, can serve his 16 years here, but then Colombia's going to want him. And Colombia's penalty is like death by firing squad. So they're like, we'll just send him to Colombia where they can like 
Why didn't you just send him there to begin with? Okay. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. (laughs) My girl. (laughs) Yes. So. That shouldn't have been an option. Oh, well, I know that uh, you convicted him here too. So we're just going to go ahead and move you over to Columbia and then they can sentence you there because clearly their sentencing is longer or death. (laughs) Or death. So by firing squad. Um, after, so after he got sentenced, there's a few different versions of what happened to Lopez. So some articles I saw said that he was declared insane during his trial and he was ordered to serve his sentence in a psychiatric ward. Other articles said that he served his time in solitary confinement and was released on good behavior. So according to an A&E biography documentary, that's the face you should make for that, yes. Um, Lopez, so according to this documentary, Lopez was released from an Ecuadorian prison on August 31st, 1994, only to be arrested again an hour later because he didn't have a valid visa to be in Ecuador. So he was handed over to Colombian authorities who then proceeded to charge him um, with a 20 year old murder. He was declared insane and held in a psychiatric ward until 1998. He was then declared sane and released on a $50 bond. So that's all according to that documentary. Wait, what? (laughs) Yes. So another article, there were so many different versions I saw. Another article said that on January 1st, 1999, just after midnight on New Year's Eve, Lopez was taking, taken from his cell under heavy guard. He was handcuffed and taken in a police van, followed by two escort vehicles for his protection against like possible retaliation from victims' families, which let them retaliate. Oh, okay. He fucking deserves it. Him, but yeah. Um, he was driven to Columbia, the Colombian border. There he was given a new shirt, shoes, a bottle of water, a package of food, and a small amount of pesos and like let loose because he had no visa to stay in Ecuador. So whatever the real story is, he was definitely released in 1998 and vanished and hasn't been seen since. For a little while after his release, there were a few possible sightings of him in the mountains between Ecuador and Colombia, but they were like never confirmed. And according to the A&E documentary, in 2002, a warrant, was, a warrant for his arrest was put out in Colombia after a young girl was discovered murdered and it it fit his MO like completely. They're like, this has to be him. So they put out a warrant in 2002. And as of 2021, he's still listed as wanted by the police and his whereabouts are unknown. Like that warrant's still out. So if he's still alive, then he's 72 years old right now and just like out there. So some people think that he's, he's died some way. And some people think that he's just like still out there murdering so that's yeah that's pedro lopez you just keep shaking your head (laughs) i mean i knew i did like i knew who the name was and i knew like he was known for raping young girls Mm -hmm. in south america and killing them but i didn't know like the gist of it all so that's interesting yeah Yeah. very interesting i also did not know that he was free yeah he's just, <laughs> he's just out there you know like oh he's a one of man maybe i should have kept him in jail maybe i should have sentenced him to more than 16 years <laughs> maybe i should have sent him to columbia death by fire <laughs> maybe i should have let those villagers pour syrup on him and let the ants eat him like 
maybe there's so many maybes so many maybes that are better than what happened because this is some bullshit. maybe i shouldn't have given him food to cross the border and pesos why would you give him money and food i don't understand here you go sir have a good trip no <laughs> stay away from those young girls oh. yeah so yeah that's it don't you get yourself in trouble again oh my god that is the Pedro Lopez. Good one. That's a good one. There you go. All right. Well, so you know the drill. Everybody follow us. <laughs> you know the drill. Subscribe. You know the drill. Subscribe, follow us. Join our Patreon. Uh, our second episode release for just our patrons. Exclusive um, bonus Patreon. Patreon. Patron yeah it's episode <laughs> it, it'll be released this week it will be so it'll be released this week it's gonna so be, awesome. be on the lookout and if you're like super intrigued by it then join our patreon <laughs> there you go that sounded a little like right. like uh culty no i was gonna say <laughs> like um damn what's the word that sounded desperate desperate <laughs> oh well i mean <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> you can you can find all our stuff on serialholicsisters.com. That's it. Yeah. So let's let's be awkward. Do it. Okay. Bye. Right. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. -bye.